Frank Vogel is meeting with the Lakers brass today to discuss their current vacancy. Our Dave McMenamin is reporting that. Frank Vogel, uh, confirming an LA Times report. Man, it shouldn't, it sure shouldn't be Vogel. With the Pacers. I, I, I'm not saying Vogel can't coach, right? No, he can't coach I, LeBron. I, right, that's different. But please don't tell me that, like, after all of these coaching things, I'm all like, hey, Vogel's our guy. No, Vogel's available. That's right. all it is. And I'm not saying Vogel can't coach. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not saying any of that stuff, but come on. He can't coach LeBron. No, I don't think LeBron would have that kind of respect for him. I, I don't no. believe I don't know who's running this franchise. I know in name who's running this franchise, but in decision-making, I don't. We're all old enough to know Mr. Magoo is, right? You know, mm -hmm. My man used yep. to always go the wrong way, but end up in the right place. Right. I swear they think that works in real life. Like, I'm going to do the wrong thing, but it's going to work out right, right because they continue to make moves that off instinct, as soon as you hear it, you're like, that makes no sense. Right. Frank Vogel, respect. But did y'all watch him in Orlando? All right, enough. Terrible. Um, terrible. And then you give him compromised terms, and then you compromise his authority by forcing coaches on his staff and then say, go play. And you're playing with LeBron James and in respect to all his greatness, but can be a difficult player to play for. I mean, he'll play with you, but at the same time, he's thinking, I don't respect you. Mm -hmm. So I just don't know which way is up with this organization. Six years straight, they've been the worst team in the NBA. I don't see that changing based on what they did on the sideline. Well, it's, it's just crazy. So you, you're saying that we want you, J-Kid, to help develop our players, but we want Vogel to get the credit. Mm. That's basically what you're saying. Why not all the players going to gravitate to J-Kid? When LeBron walk in there, J-Kid and Vogel could be standing right by each other. I guarantee you J-Kid get the first hug and bro shake. Mm -hmm. It won't be Vogel. It, it, it's called respect. They won't have no respect for Vogel. They're going to have respect because he's played uh, J-Kid because he's played the game. He's a coach and he's somebody they look up to. And yeah, me personally... I'd rather gravitate somebody who I'm, who I can uh, agree with or have more in common with. I wouldn't have nothing in common with Vogel, and it's a lot of other coaches. But you, but I'm, I'm so going, Vogel should be disrespected too. They gave him. He shouldn't years. have the job. But when it comes to stability and continuity, when it comes to that coaching staff that's going to be constructed with the Lakers, stability is not going to be there. It's just like that. <laughs> it's not going to be there. It's not, it's not happening. It's not. If we, if we thought we saw a show this past year with the Lakers, boy, wait till you wait till the Lakers start losing a couple a couple games. Wait till the stretches oh, come. Mm -hmm. And so you add all those different ties, the strong suits, and then he's going to be behind Vogel? Man, come on now. I covered the Cavs when Ty Lue took over for David Black. We know what's going to happen next. It's just a matter of when. Vogel will be coached for one year, and then they're going to give the job to Kidd. Kidd is there to stick a knife in Vogel's back. That's why you hire Jason Kidd in this situation, because he is going to take the job from that head coach. This is a dysfunctional franchise. Jeannie, really bad decision after a series of bad decisions. Love Jeannie Buss, but this is then the Buss family. But this is, uh, this is the reality. Bad decision. So the Lakers will be a much improved defensive team next year with Vogel as the head coach. But then they're going to have to reset when Kidd takes it, you know, offensively not as much. They're going to re have to reset after Kidd takes his job the year after that, and LeBron is a year older if LeBron is still there. About this. Hell no. He should be very sad, very disappointed, very disillusioned about what transpired with the Los Angeles Lakers. Really, Skip? I want you to say this slow with me. Three times, Frank Vogel is the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. That's enough. Just say it one, one time. time. We're Let good. that sink yeah, in. Well, I'm good. I'm good. Frank Vogel. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Frank Vogel. Indy. Frank Vogel, Orlando. This is the same Frank Vogel 
that had the Orlando Magic with the year after he got fired, won 25 games. The next year, the same a coach comes in with that same roster and they get to the playoffs. That is true. That's that Frank Vogel. Yep. That's your head coach. And LeBron's like, what, what have I done to deserve this? Mm. Lord, I'm a good guy. He always say, he, and LeBron, he's like, I give honor to God. He blessed me with a lot of talent. He does the right thing, says the right thing. He's like, what did I do to deserve this? All I tried to do was write. Mm. I tried to come to the Lakers and, 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 and turn things around so all of a sudden, again, people are proud to have on the blue, the, uh, uh, the blue, the uh, purple and gold. Mm. Showtime Lakers. It's supposed to be me and Magic. Magic dip on me. Mm. And now they got Kurt Rambis. Mm. The hell Kurt Rambis know about coaching. Mm. The hell Linda Rambis know about running an organization. And for that matter, Jeannie Buss as well. But this is what happens, Skip, when you get a collection of people who are unqualified for the positions in which they hold. Mm -hmm. This is what happens. World champions! everyone uh, this is Bob Einstein back again with Skip A. Smith um, we're here to recap uh, the Lakers and Heat um, NBA Finals Game 6 and um, I know it's been a while since since uh, since we <laughs> since we had an episode uh, first I want to apologize for that um, you know um, life happens uh, Dodger happens uh, and um, and sincerely apologize for that. And uh, but I do plan to release uh, release more episodes in the future, more more consistently. So, anyways, um, I want to say congrats uh, to the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, they were really fantastic in Game Six. They won both ends on the floor, and like um, yeah. And this is here here hearing our reactions. I know it's been two weeks. Uh, it's been two weeks for us, for me, Skippy Smith, to sink in um, how we feel about this. And we're here to to react to it. Uh, yeah, two weeks later. Man, feels like ages ago. Okay. So, Skip, um, it's been two weeks for um, since they won. Um, I mean, we're like, we're Laker fans, right? Um, someone here, uh, so how, how, how do you feel? What do you, what do you think? What do you see? Well, first off, it took us this long because, um, you know, <laughs> took us a while to come up with a list to kind of dethrone the king's four rings now. <laughs> it's time to kind of dethrone that. But now we have to come up in short faces. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you said, that game was just a um, defensive masterpiece of how Frank Vogel explained it. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, it just was as simple as, like you said in that previous video, turning up the defense, running it down their throats. Sometimes it's just simple as that. Right. Yeah. And like when they, when they, 
get the stops that they want and they they're able to play at the strengths which is i which is to push the pace and my gosh i thought like i just love the idea that in a game six of the nba finals with no plans whatsoever they just doing alex caruso just out there they just threw him out there um, what were your thoughts about that well, coming like um um he is the goat for a reason. <laughs> no, but, yes. um, no yes. I, I didn't see that coming. I yeah. saw, I was maybe thinking they'll go Morris. Morris. Yeah, yeah. I think we said that, right? We said Morris. Uh-huh. Go ahead. But I think Caruso gave him more foot speed to cause more havoc in the perimeter, mm-hmm. which what looks like what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then got them going in the transition game. I agree. Uh, I thought, like, definitely defensively, he was uh, um, defensively. Man, he he helped that team so much. Like, uh, man, I just love it. I just love that. You know, this is a guy. You know, in the year of Lonzo Ball in the summer league, uh, that here is this other guy that, like, oh my gosh, if you look at him, this guy is effing skillful. And to be honest, more skillful than Lonzo Ball right now. You know, Skip and Smith will probably argue about that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but at least like right now, yeah, I'll say he's more skillful, more ready to play. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and to see him go and to have this opportunity for him and to play this kind of nastiness, you know, play nastiness defensively. And uh, they were able to get and able to push upon in, like in transition. LeBron James had more space, more wings, more, more wide receivers on the outside and have more, more room to paint for AD as well. Um, that was just awesome. That that to me was just awesome. I just love how Frank Vogel was able to the coach in the whole coaching staff. They were able to go with that, go with that gut feeling. You know what I mean? Like in a game six, the NBA Finals. This is game six. You you don't you don't mess around with that. Um, and Mark Jackson said something like, uh, you know, if if I was a coach, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't do that. I'll stick with Dwight Howard. Stay stick with the size. Uh, and the next thing you know, Lakers were up by 34 points or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so like, um, so we, I mean, I, lately I've been praising about Caruso's defense. Um, anything else you see def- Lakers defensively against the Miami's offense? No, I think Jimmy Butler just got tired. Yeah, I mean, he, he disappeared, right? 12 points. That's what I remember. I think he scored 12 points. Yeah. Um, Man, yeah, he even bring Dragic back in. I think that was probably too late, right? Um, I felt like it was maybe unnecessary. Yeah, I th- maybe <laughs> even hurt them. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh no, you you just you just threw them out of rhythm. I think my I think Miami should have stick with Dunn and uh, Kelly Olynyk much more. Uh, yeah, those, those those are those are valuable pieces. You don't mess around with that. Just just use that. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah. just at the end of the day, Jim Butler just got tired. Yeah, he got he, he ran, ran out of gas. gas. Man, I guess I agree. And then Lakers turned up their defense another notch. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, that defense, yeah, like uh, that was a lot of fun to watch, man. Like that was a lot of fun to watch. And I hope like Frank Frank Vogel keep being a Lakers coach, even po- if it's gonna be post LeBron. Um. Just like his defensive mindset, you know, and I mean, he got he's got the players. This uh, this squad got the got 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 the players. So, um, 
It was just, it, it was so much fun. The Bigs didn't play until later, huh? Dwight and Mickey didn't play until later. Yeah. So they didn't, you need to utilize the size. Um, what what you see, like, uh, you, see, you see Caruso, so do you, did they switch everything? Like, did they, um, did they handle the switches much, uh, much more, um, much more effectively? Like, what, what do you think I, about that? Like, I think they just pressured the ball mm. more aggressively. Mm. I don't think they changed up anything. It's just mm. they just turned it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were just super aggressive mm-hmm. on ball mm-hmm. and just caused havoc. Yeah. It was, a, yeah. Dang, it was a lot of fun. Um, okay, so that's Lakers defensive, Lakers defense against Miami's offense. How about, how about Lakers offense against Miami Heat's defense? I mean, I say Lakers playing transition to push the ball a lot more. Um, yeah, I mean, Miami didn't get a chance to nothing set up their defense. They yeah. couldn't. Oh, everything was right. a transition, mm-hmm. and th- at that point, it was just game over. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, not much to say about that. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I guess this is an easier episode for us, which makes it I mean, less fun for yeah, us, though. But it's just what Frank Bogle says, just a defensive masterpiece on their part. And it just made everything so easy on them offensively because it was all in transition. Yeah. It's so it's much just fun. just what they're best at, anyways. Yeah. I mean, it is a lot of fun to see, you know, even though we criticize LeBron a lot, it is a lot of fun to see him in tra- LeBron in transition with the wings. She with Alex Caruso, it's just so cool. That's it's just like Alex Caruso was like I want to. He was like the answer to their to the problem. Was it the you know? That's a lot to say, but it's just awesome that this young guy, summer league player in 2017 in the Lonzo Ball era and Kuzma area as well, and he's like, yep, I'm the one who's standing. Kuzma, I didn't I didn't start. Lonzo, you're not here. Guess who's here? I'm here. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> of course, uh, that's a little harsh for me to say, uh, but uh, gosh, and I, I just hope Alex Caruso will be the future, will be part of the future. Um, it's just, I'm just, and I'm just so happy to see him like that. You know, it's happy to see this, you know, this young player that that was kept uh, from the 2017 summer time. Um, yeah, it's just great. Um, also, I want to give up. Also, I want to give a lot of credit to, credit to Rachel Rondo and KCP. Both of those, those, those three guys. Yeah, yeah. We we talk about LeBron and AD all day, but you can listen to the BS media about that crap. You know, you know they they you know they will they will milk that all over you guys if you want, you listeners. For me, for me, I like to see the other specifics out there. The more the supporting cast that maximizes their talent and that supporting cast for the lakers is one most fun supporting cast i've seen for a long time since for 10 years you know yeah i could talk about i'll say it was like alex caruso kcp and rondo who helped won the game basically they did want they did win the game um watch the second quarter they didn't really it wasn't much about lebron and ad i don't you know maybe they had the numbers but Rajon Rondo was in was scoring a lot of points. He was the one that pushing pushing the ball, attacking attacking the rim. KCP was being aggressive and hitting the and, and uh, hitting those shots. And Alex was like help help in transition. It's just so much fun to see those supporting casts, you know, like killing it. Any any thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, if you want to go back just one step, I mean, you go 
with um, Frank Vogel mm-hmm. allowed, like, he was able to kind of squeeze out every every potential out of every player on the roster to get the maxim, maximum ability, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go one step up more, it's props to um, Rob Polinka for putting a team that's yes. so versatile. Yes. So yes. first it starts there, being versatile, can play small, can play big, can play whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you have a coach that's able to squeeze out every little bit and maximize everyone's ability to make it into one team. And then one step further, it goes down to, like you said, the role players, Crusoe, KCP, Rondo, all stepping up and then falls onto the two stars, two stars, right? Yeah. But it's just everything. It's always it's team a full effort. Team. All, this is all team. Up and down. I probably agree. Um, so one thing I want to mention about, about this. So um, anything else about uh, Lakers? Uh, offense against Miami's defense. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's much to much, say. If you just ram it say. down their throats. Yeah, I agree. I want to say something. You know, since you brought up Rob Palenka, you know, we took we we took that step one step further. You know, to discuss to mention his name. Um, I want to personally say this. Like, so personally, I want to share my initial reaction when Lakers won. There was two sides. There was a bitter, bitter, salty side of me. Uh, you know, of course, you know, I'm a passionate son of a gun. I get very critical at times. And there's the op- optimistic side of me. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to be two-faced, but I like to, I just had two different perspectives at times. So the salty side of me is like, after they won, my heart immediately went went out to the young guys, the uh, uh, the Alonzo Ball, Banner Ingram, and Josh Hart. And I want to mention a couple other names too, just to trigger Skip Bay Smith here. Uh, those names are uh, Zubak and Svi. <laughs> so I remember, like uh, when we got these young guys, uh, Skip Smith and I were very excited. We we want to see these young guys grow together, and uh, you know we think these guys have a lot of pen- potential and ball out, especially grow with the coach with a young coach, young minded uh, Luke Walton, who has, we believe has a very high IQ and be under, and he he's not being appreciated enough. Um, and with that said. I um I didn't initially feel f- fulfilled when they won a championship. That's just me initially, because because my mind when me went to them, you know. Um, but then after I let this sink in for a couple more weeks, um, a couple actually a couple of days later, I did look at it more differently of a different perspective, the optimistic side. Uh, this journey with this team, with this organization, is a Cinderella story. Um, from my perspective, from my optimistic perspective, because last year they this organization was under a was a huge mess, huge mess according to the toxic media out there. Uh, you know the AD trade midseason causing trust issues within the squad. Luke Walton versus Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson dramatically stepping down, lack of consistent leadership, hiring Frank Vogel with Jason Kidd as assistant coach. Media continuing to trash the Lakers saying Frank Vogel isn't the right coach and Jason Kidd will eventually take over. Magic, uh, Magic going on first take to talk about the disorganization of the Lakers and talk about the backstabbing, right? On the same day, the Lakers introduced, uh, introduced Frank Vogel as the new coach. And then Lakers were unable to recruit Kawhi Leonard and he joins the Los Angeles Clippers with Pat Beverly, who hates LeBron James. And, uh, and he 
brings in another superstar named Paul George, and thus Clippers were able to get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, two guys who said that they would join the Lakers a couple years ago. And the Clippers were considered the favorites to win it all. And LeBron James was under a lot of pressure, a lot of heat, gaining a lot, like a bad reputation, saying that he's washed up, that he's toxic, and he thinks nothing but drama to the organization. But the Lakers were able to get Anthony Davis. They, while Palinka, you know, Magic Johnson say that he was being back, he's a backstabber, and people, and he's a bad reputation. Was able to utilize didn't get Kyle Leonard, able to utilize the money to recreate to recreate to. Uh, to recruit, help recruit um, these talented, solid, solid, uh, solid star, solid superstars. I don't know if that was Skip A. Smith laughing. Maybe he said he wasn't, it wasn't Wapalinka, it was probably Rich Paul. That's just my guess what Skip A. Smith is going to say. Um, but in, regardless, they able to recruit, they able to get Danny Green, they get, they, uh, they get Ray John Rondo, get, get, get back KCP. Bring back the fan favorite Alex Caruso. Bring every Bradley, right? And then like, and then they, they initially bring McGee and Cousins. So we're hoping to get Cousins, uh, AD, and Rondo, the team in the Pelicans a couple years ago to join the Lakers. With all the money, they were able to do that. Cousins went down. It would bring Dwight Howard. It was a risk. No, not it was a what was it? Uh, it was a current contract. Was it? It was a non guaranteed contract, right? Um, you know, but it was Dwight Howard, still a three-time defensive player, all that, all that, all that. Um, so with all the organization, like, and not getting Kyle Leonard, and Clippers being the favorite, Lakers were still able to manage to get that. And they will, and they will, and they put the emphasis on, like, probably historically, in for a very long time, not, not a lot of Lakers team have emphasized on is their defense. This was a defensive team, and then when they were when they played defense, they got they were able to bring back the actual Showtime Lakers with Rondo, uh, with Rondo and LeBron James, you know, having the ball in the middle in transition, you get the ball in the wings, you have Alex Caruso dunking over the place, McGee, AD, Dwight getting lobs, very fun team to watch, and this team was able to shoot as well, and you have a young guy named Kai Kuzma too. Um, and they didn't have because this is their score, but it was like they had, they had, they had, it was a, it was a, they had a third score. It just wasn't a consistent name. So this was a very good all amount team. And, you know, they got through the bubble, they got through the crisis, they got through the bubble, and they eventually won. And Genie Buzz is up there, you know, you know, with all the, you know, after firing his brother, after, you know, after being you know, with Magic Johnson. You know, not being told, like, uh, got probably got shocked about Magic Johnson stepping down. Uh, with all the media throwing crap at her, she was able to manage and she was able to uh, get a championship to this, to this organization. So that is, an, that is actually, actually to me in the Cinderella story. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's a big rant about me. For me, right? <laughs> and what what are your thoughts? Um, I don't think you can summarize it any better than that, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but yeah. it just goes through a big big roller coaster of the season, man. Huh? It's just a big roller coaster of the season. Yeah, it really um, was. Yeah. 
you summarized it like, man, we went through all that. Yeah, but, I forgot about that too. Yeah, it's like almost took it for granted as Laker fans, like crap. You know? Yeah, um, but if you want to go, I guess I'll go my first reaction. Go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's a big distinction between being a Laker fan and being a fan of the players, right? Right. I think in Laker town in the past has always been, I think it's a good distinction between if you're a Laker fan or you're just a Kobe Bryant fan, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I think we fall into the category as Laker fan, like mm-hmm. whatever is best for the team. Yes. So whoever comes, like LeBron comes, Kobe, et cetera, et cetera, to us, at the end of the day, we fall in love with those storylines and narratives and details. But at the end of the day, it's the Lakers is what the team we love. So whether it was the young guys coming up that showed a lot of potential, I mean, I think by now you guys all know how we feel about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> either we way, should, like, we should then, even do that. Yeah, like yeah, another time. Yeah. It's, Okay, LeBron James and Dwight Howard, <laughs> players that Paul we despise. And his team keep coming in. Yeah. It, at the end of the day, it's the Lakers yeah. brand that we cared about. Yeah. But what you said that hit the hardest is when during all that time, the Lakers took so many hits, especially in the media. Rob Palinka, Frank Vogel. On the day he's being introduced, Meg Johnson hijacks it, goes on first take, backstabbing. But no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything to hurt my sister. <laughs> but I'm going to go on first take national TV on the day that Frank Fogel gets um, introduced. It's just attack after attack after attack on the brand and team that we love. So just to see them not come out and fire back at anyone, but just put their heads down and go to work. Just play ball. First putting together the team, then playing ball. That was probably the most satisfying thing about raising that trophy that night. Mm -hmm. It was about that Laker brand. Yeah. Seeing a big take that. Yeah, I agree. You know, you you want to throw all this crap, all this shade, hit after hit after hit. Jeannie Buss stays calm. Kurt Rambis, whatever, her inner circle stays calm. They don't fire back. Is that Maggie Johnson? Okay. That's fine. The first thing, what does um, Jeannie Buss say? Thank you, Maggie Johnson. Mm-hmm. For setting up the groundwork. I mean, yeah, you have to give him credit. It's true. Yeah, I had to give credit to that. Under the salary cap, right? I mean, over the salary cap. <laughs> what he did is also inexcusable. I agree, yeah. I agree. If he... Yeah. He truly loves the Laker brand. What he did, what he did, was inexcusable. Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, but I think that's the part that was just the most satisfying feel about it. It wasn't about LeBron James winning his fourth mm-hmm. or AD winning his first. It mm-hmm. was Lakers succeeded and came back on top. Mm-hmm. And in contrary to what everyone believes, it's about the you know the big moves and. The, the star name brand. No, they put their head down and they just went to work. Mm-hmm. They picked up all those exactly. guys that you just need. Yeah. And they just went to work. And that, I think for me, at least, that's what I took away from 
when that trophy went out. I agree. I mean, when we think about Jeannie Buss, in my opinion, I think it just brings a tear to my eye. Like, oh my gosh, like, think about it. Just think about, think about what Jeannie Buss just went through. She went through a lot, man. Firing her, firing her, her brother, bringing another brother, which she thought, you know, Reggie Johnson. Which she thought she could trust. Which she thought she, <laughs> thought she, could, she trust. could trust. Um, and all the, this organization, all the, two, I don't know, like, whatever the media is saying, it's like, oh, you know, she's, getting, she's hearing so much stuff, whatever. So much crap the media just trash on the Lakers. They should hire a, someone who runs basketball mm-hmm. operations. Bob Myers. Not enough yeah. as Bob Myers, but you just name big names, dudes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, give it to Bob Palenka. I mean, like, yeah, maybe he maybe has a reputation, but dude, he went to work after not acquiring, not, not acquiring Acquire Leonard. He went to work. He had a plan. You could tell he, he had, had a plan. chance. He had a chance to come back and fire back at Magic, but what do you do? Yeah, he just shut his mouth and went to work. Yeah, he just he just put the talent and he, yeah, that's he when, just did his work. Yeah, that's when I respected him a lot. He didn't come back and to yeah. the media to punch back at Magic or anything. Mm-hmm. He just went to work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whew. Uh, dang. And we we mentioned Genie Buzz, we mentioned Rapalinka. It's also let's end it with Fran Foco. Like you know, I, I I went back on YouTube. I mean, to look see what was mini reaction when they when when they got when Fran Foco was hired. I listened to probably everything. They it's he really can, bad. He, can he, he cannot coach. He cannot coach. What is this? What is this? And all that. He just he he, he can't coach. It's like you bring in Jason Kidd. The, the idea is you bring Jason Kidd. You know, it's like it's like oh, it's just it's just a three year. You know, who who coach would get that? Franco's like, oh, I will. You know, you know, yeah. It's like, but he brought he brought the Pacers to the the back to back Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, but who's his last team? The Atlanta Mad Atlanta Magic. And what happened when when he left the team with the same roster? They made, they made a playoffs. What does that say about Frank Vogel? That's right, he can't coach. He cannot coach. He will get replaced by Jason Kidd by be, be, uh, before the end of next season. I love Frank Vogel. <laughs> to be honest, like he he had the same va- he had the, the best values, hard work, head down, hard work, defense, right? Team teamwork, maximize the talent, mm-hmm. and able to manage the coaching. He didn't get out coach. He out coached them. Of course, he had some help. You know, yeah. we can name Jason Kidd and Lion Holland and all that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, of course, this coaching staff was head. You know, this organization just really was very stoic. I can say that it's a stoic journey, and I—that's just my value of stoicism. It's like screw it. We just focus on what we can control. You know, and we have to win it on a defensive end in the in the in a game when the team's it's emphasized it's emphasized on offense. I'm happy to say when we talk about adjustments now, we were talking mainly on defense. And that's so fun. That's more fun. And that's real basketball. Um, you know, Nick Seaman just said something like uh like uh on football now you have to have to have the best offense. Um Right now, ba- ba- basketball hasn't changed. It's best defense wins. Yes, you can name all these offensive great players, but it's teamwork, it's team defense, um, and off and like work on the offense secondary. I want to say secondary, but you know, like um, 
but it's fun to be have a different perspective when the media just kept keep focusing on the offense. Uh, we had the defense, and it's just so much fun. Um, the touch of detail, friend vocal was he was able to do the adjustments, the creativity, so much fun, so much fun. Um, so, yeah, yeah, good. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. Um, yeah, and it's it's just messed up. From day one, he was hired. He was just already yeah, he was already bad. Yeah, it's good. Even at the trophy yeah. presentation, what was it? Well, you weren't their first choice. Yeah, like, did they have to say that? Right? I was like, "What the heck is the run? Yeah, like, like even oh then, you're still gonna you're still gonna do that. Money. Yeah, like, but he's a big name because he doesn't bring in the money. He doesn't bring in the market. We want money. We want attention and money. Because <laughs> that's how we work. That's how we work. You know, we want money. We don't care about. We don't care about value. We don't care about the truth. We don't care about facts. We care about attention and money. Anyways, anything else? <laughs> yeah, but what a great season, man! Yeah, very great season. It was a very fun. I would say it was very fun. Regardless, uh, you know, Skippy Smith and I, we we didn't, you know, we grew up bashing LeBron and Dwight Howard uh, and Rich Paul and KCP, especially KCP. Oh my God, we have a KCP story. We. we We'll discuss it another time. <laughs> uh, and now we're back here saying that we want him back. Uh, he's a valuable, he's a valuable asset, you know. Um, and it's good for him too. Um, good for the yeah, squad. But, um, yeah. Just because the season's over, stick along because we'll continue. Yes. Postseason and stuff, offseason yes. stuff, things that we think can improve the team. Yes. The NBA. Each team. Yeah. We're yeah. Going around each so stick team. around for that. And stick around for more LeBron hating. <laughs> Rich Paul hating. And, and just keep this time in mind the day basketball died. <laughs> I'll find the exact day. I think it was like January 31st, 2019. Uh, but, anyways, if, it would if just you want to know that. why, if you know why that day is so important, <laughs> stick around because we'll go through. Oh. Oh. That day is so important. Oh, 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 oh. But yeah, stick along all off season long. We'll continue through. Um, <laughs> yeah, off season. We'll yeah. Cycle through rumors. We'll cycle through things that may fit around teams that push them over the top, make them better. And you know, we'll throw in some baseball, football, maybe yeah. some other stuff. Yeah. You know, more bashing on Kemi Jansen. <laughs> no, do we have to? Can we? Come on, come on. We just watched the game. We just watched the game. Can we just take a break from it? Like, ah, oh, okay. Ah, oh, oh no, oh no, oh no. PBSC, oh no. Game five, 2017 World Series. Oh, oh no, game. Was it game two? Game two. Twenty twenty is different. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty is different. No, no, game two, 2017 World Series. Oh, oh. It's different now. Okay, twenty twenty. Okay, twenty twenty. You want to talk about twenty twenty? Okay, what is this game for? Twenty 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 World Series. Oh, okay. The bottom of the ninth inning. Oh. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. You brought it up. You brought it up. Okay, okay, okay. No. We just watched the game, man. All right. Okay. We just watched the game. We just we want to take a break from it. All right. Oh, God. But don't worry. Just because the NBA season's over, there's more fire yeah. content coming. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. I agree. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. 
I'm glad to be back on this. Yeah. Um, uh, hey, man, Christmas is coming soon, so maybe like yeah, we will we'll talk about more about each team, and um, yeah, we, and we also discuss other uh, other stuff I'm on the sports. All right. Okay. This is okay. This is us signing off. Anything else, Skippy Smith? Any more hating? <laughs> Stick around. We got more stuff coming. The day when basketball died. <laughs> oh man, uh, this is just a personal story. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can't wait. We should make a yeah. We definitely make an episode about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna stop recording. <laughs>